0: Welcome to the Weekly Roar, I'm Grant Brunner I'm Rob Webster This is episode 734, uh, just us boys today Rob, what animal are you thinking of today?
1: Bees! Ah, why Why, why bees? Uh, I just watched a video about them, and those those guys are pretty crazy
0: <laughs> Like, terrible, but then also like, well, you gotta have them or the fucking ecosystem collapses You've got to hand it to them. That's what I've learned today. <laughs> yes, you you do have to hand it to them. That's that famous drill tweet. You do have to hand it. to <laughs>
1: people, <so>. Yes. <laughs> uh,
0: um, I'm gonna go. So I don't remember the name of it, but uh, earlier today, it's all uh, I have. Also, have an insect um, earlier today in uh, my in a work Slack. Um, somebody posted um, a link to a uh, a. <laughs> A worm that poops out of its mouth is invading Maine, the Ooh. the U.S. state of Maine, and um, so I'm thinking about that poop worm.
1: Man, I I too am now thinking about the poop worm. I want to know all about it.
0: Well, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, um, Rob. Hey. Before we talk about if you've played any games, oh yeah, I want to hear you talk about
1: Splatoon. Splatoon. yes, the third Splatoon game, the third <laughs> sequel to Splatoon. Um, yeah so this week they released I guess a release date trailer I say a trailer it was basically a gameplay video and it was just here's a match of turf war and they kept on alternating between the perspectives of different players as they were using a whole bunch of the new weapons and specials and features and showing off a lot of what is going to be uh, new gameplay features in the upcoming Splatoon game and heck that game sure looks like Splatoon. All right, so give
0: me give me a hype check. like on a scale of one to ten, how excited are you for Splatoon? Right now, honestly, five. Okay, that's seem that seems low
1: considering how much you liked Splatoon. It is low, and honestly, the fact like how much I like Splatoon is why it is. Five, which is not not hyped so. i'm not i'm not nervous
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but at the moment all i can see is this looks pretty straight down the line just more splatoon and mm-hmm. again as you say i really really like splatoon an excuse to play more splatoon is going to be wonderful um a yeah. like if, if this was pitched as a dlc to splatoon 2 and it was like oh you've got all of these different new specials. You've got all of these new maps we're going to be releasing. Um, there's a bow weapon. I'd be like, man, that's so cool. That's so cool. So this is more Splatoon content of an ilk that I am interested in. I guess where I am is it feels... I, I guess with each trailer that doesn't seem particularly transformative. Not that Splatoon massively needs transforming, but at the moment, I don't understand why They are making a sequel to Splatoon on the same console as Splatoon. Like, because when Splatoon 2 Splatoon came out, Mm -hmm. it was. It was only two years since the original Splatoon,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so I went, okay, that makes sense. I'm very excited to have it on the new console. It makes sense that it will be on the new console to have a uh, a multiplayer game that I can play on there. It'll be not not exactly able to play it on the go because it requires an internet connection, but th- it's exciting that I'll be able, like me and Laura, could play it at the same time um, on two. It really did switches. feel
0: at the time like. It was like the Mario Kart Eight Deluxe of Splatoon. It did, and it or eventually... it's like, yeah, it's a new game, kind of.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was, it was like Splatoon Plus. It was there was enough there, and there were enough things that they redesigned that all went, oh, okay, this is meaningfully different. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a sequel, but it was a very, very incremental sequel as opposed to. A sequel that felt like um, like like a big a big thing, and with Splatoon three, I think I was hoping, particularly like as it's as they've had five years to develop it rather than two. and I know that some of that will be the same team working on different games. But nevertheless, five years to incubate and think about it, and to be going okay, what does another Splatoon game look like? And the fact that it's on the same console, I. Hoped that they'd had a really good answer to the question why release Splatoon again, and so far I do not know what the answer to that question is. I I certainly would like like the the story mode stuff that they debuted in the first trailer looked really really cool. I think that's really nice. I'm conscious that there are lots of things that they haven't shown us. Um, in terms of normal things like what do the shops look like, what do the uh, the announcers look like? Da, 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 da. I, I know those those seem like very minor things, but they're things that sell the vibe, and there are things that I was surprised at how excited I was in the build-up to Splatoon 2. But right now, I would say I'm at a low ebb on the hype train, which is still, thumbs up, there's going to be more Splatoon. I'm excited to play some more Splatoon, but why? September. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as that, it's that's, what, it's, I mean, it's towards the start of September as well, so that's about four months away at this stage. Something like that, yeah. So It's not that
0: that long. It's, It's pretty, I think some people were like, well, it's in the summer, kind of. Like, it's technically the summer but people are like going back to school at that point
1: yeah uh, yeah they announced the summer release window uh, i don't remember exactly when it was it might have been at the end of last year but they've recently announced that xeno saga xeno whatever it's called Xenoblade chronicles yep. yes um is being moved up to july so yeah. i wonder if they've swapped release dates yeah, awesome. where it's like, oh, one needs
0: more time, and one is basically already done, so fuck it. Yeah,
1: that, that's the vibe that I get, because, yeah, September does feel like it's taking the piss a little bit, as uh, as, as things that I would call summer go. Yeah,
0: where it's like, oh, listen, alright, li- we're not gonna send you to word jail, Nintendo, but we see what you're doing.
1: Yeah, 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 um,
0: so, yeah. So, but, but, so is- I would say, Rob, do you know how do you know how many hours you have put into Splatoon? Because I do. I have my switch here and I can see how many hours
1: you've put into Splatoon. Can what's your guess? I believe. I mean, I believe it's in the five hundreds.
0: Yeah, it is 555 hours.
1: Oh for fuck's sake. <laughs> That's higher than I expected.
0: So, it, you play you played you played a, play a lot of that game. And so like yeah. when you say Five out of ten excited. It's pretty surprising. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, I guess that's the not exactly the issue, but I have spent so long with Splatoon two. Yeah, that you really need something new to yeah. to wrestle your jimmies. Yeah, what? Yeah, why? Why am I going to spend five hundred plus hours on the next game? Like for it not to be a step down? <laughs>
0: um, if I had to guess, it's like there are people in the, like team leads or whatever who are like. Hey, I want to be working on Splatoon, and the only way they can get that through is like, here is a $60 game that we can sell. That gets them the approval to then work on Splatoon. Where, like, if I had to guess, there's probably lots of people within that team who would just be like, "Why can't Splatoon just be like a platform, like like modern games are, where it's like, you know, we're just iterating on the same thing, it's the same executable, and we release it, and then we sell season passes or what the fuck ever." But that's not how Nintendo works. Um, there's probably people on that team who who wish it could operate the way modern online games work. um yes. but it's like when it comes time to like getting your fucking project approved at nintendo if i bet you it's like okay but you have to sell a 60 dollars
1: game that sounds like a very solid theory to me yes um and yeah to be I mean, clear that, that as well the... like that is that is still value to me yeah. i still look at 60 dollars to play uh new splatoon thumbs up i would pay um like proportionally I would expect to pay a lot less for that, uh, so I, I expect to get a lot less value for money out of a DLC. Where it might be, I'd be happy to pay twenty quid or something for an extra story mode and a couple of new weapons or something. So that's that's uh, the, the amount of stuff they're doing. That's that's, that's not that price, honestly. But yeah, is, I mean, when you weird. talk
0: about like an hourly <laughs> rate, like bang f- per hour, like buck per hour, is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On yeah.
1: the Splatoon <laughs> front, yeah, yeah. <laughs> even if I. I only spend a fifth of the time on Splatoon 3 as I did on Splatoon 2. That's,
0: yeah, you're still getting your money's worth.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's I I can I can be pretty confident in what I'm what I'm getting.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. It seems cool. I didn't play Splatoon 2. So, in a way, I feel like probably even like a little bit more interested than you. Or I'm like, yeah, I haven't played Splatoon in, since the Wii U. Like, I don't know. Maybe. I, I'm not saying that I definitely am going to be there on day one. Because also, I don't have fucking, I don't want to pay Nintendo with their fucking online fee. No,
1: pay the ferryman.
0: Um, so, it's like, well I don't know, man. Splatoon sounds good. I remember having a good time with Splatoon.
1: Yeah, it's a good game. I <laughs>
0: I like it. Also, when Splatoon Two came out, you didn't have to pay them money for no. play online. They were like, uh oh, hey, listen, we haven't got our shit together because we're Nintendo and we don't know what the internet is." Um, so play it for free for a while, which is so wild that you sell a product that is for, pl- you can play online, and then say, "Hey, at some later date, we're going to charge you for it."
1: yeah no that was that was weird and i remember those people were quite rightly a little bit aggrieved a little bit peeved yeah it sucks uh, when if you want if you want
0: in. to charge people money you need to do it up front yeah yeah um, nintendo fucked that quite a bit like i think like hey listen the switch has been a huge success there's like lots of good things that have happened this past generation with nintendo but like their online stuff continues to just be like you would you would wish that it would be like they would have gotten it together by now and i think they, they totally haven't
1: i feel like anything everything they bolt onto it somehow paradoxically makes it worse
0: yes yes exactly it is it is i feel like my experience with nintendo's online situation is like oh i, I don't trust them to do like li- like literally the most basic things
1: yeah, they've just added the uh, the old Doctor expansion to um, the uh, the the online the online plus pass, whatever it's called. The sixty the, expansion the, the, pack. That's the one. The expansion pass, and uh, I don't know. It's still I can't like. The more things they add to that Or at least at the stage that they are now And at the rate that they're just trickling them out It makes it so much harder To make a value proposition As to well do I want The DLC or do I want the Expansion pass Um, They're like hey do you (laughs) It's just like what if we add this Does does this make
0: it a thing That you want
1: And it just has the effect of it feels like Whatever option I choose will kind of Suck
0: yeah and truth be told, it's bad enough that I would rather. I think I would rather if, like, I haven't really bought anything that is also in the past, but if, like, if I really wanted that expansion, like, if I was really into Happy Home Designer and I wanted yeah. that Animal Crossing expansion, I'd be like, I'm just gonna buy it. I'm not gonna rent it. I'm good. I'm just gonna pay you money for this thing. Thank you, Nintendo. Goodbye.
1: Yeah. And they, you can't do the maths in advance where you're going. Well, I think they're going to do three more DLCs, so maybe it is better value to get the expansion pass. It just makes me go, "Oh, okay, I guess I've paid for that." So the expansion pass isn't good value to me. I mean, I don't know. It's it's it makes things a lot more complicated than the way that is not helpful.
0: Yeah, it is. It's it's weird and that. And like Sony is also kind of like a little bit going through this because like they're like. C- They're compressing everything down into one service that has three tiers. And so, like, it's a little bit complicated in the moment during the transition because it's like, oh, but like you had because you had two services, you have PlayStation Plus and you have PlayStation Now and it's like, okay, well, what happens? And it's like, well... Here is this math problem. Here's this algorithm. <laughs> and and to be fair, like Xbox did this too. Like there was a there is like an algorithm and like there for a long time there was like, "Oh, if you buy uh if you have EA's access program and then you get plus like 1 year of that transfers into like 3 months of all th- like there is there is a like a complicated math problem in like kind of like all of the services, yeah. <laughs> of yeah. Like, what do you what? So you're transferring this and that is at this rate. <laughs> if I leave Redmond at three o'clock,
1: <laughs>
0: how long until I reach Tokyo? Um, yeah, it is. It is not great. It is, it is kind of bad across the board. Um, I guess people seem to really like what Microsoft's doing right now. I'm I'm largely in the neutral. T- category of like sometimes it's cool that I don't have to pay additional money for things or that like more people can play a thing and then I'm like uh, and then, you, like I like look at look at what Netflix has been going through this past month, and you're like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, dog, that's what we're going for. Like that is what is happened That is what is going to happen to video games. <laughs> like it's going, they're going to charge you more. They're going to crack down. They're going to make it worse. It is inevitable. And like I feel like people are unwilling to like see the like the parallel there. Yeah, I think that's true. Um, which is weird to me because you can just straight up see it. Like you can just see like the path. Of Netflix being like, "Hey, this thing's great. You just you can get DVDs in the mail. That's awesome." To being like, "Hey, what if we charged you two to three times what we charged you initially, and everything was way worse?" That seems that's a way to get customers right
1: yeah it's it's strange yeah there are some there are some yeah worrying parallels as you say
0: yes um, so Rob have you been playing hey. any games other other than looking at videos of split 3, have you been
1: playing any video games yeah I've played a little bit of uh, tunic a bit more tunic uh, that fox just won't quit <laughs> did you uh, do you figure out any of the uh, weird squiggles no not really I I felt very good in that I Uh, Found more pieces of the manual which is always a delight um I've, I've reached an area called the library um where you know what what's the name for you know uh, a specimen of a bug or something will be kept under a, a bell jar a bell jar that's the name okay. of it uh there are there are three slices of the manual under a belger uh, under bell jars that you have to smash and you can open them up and you can go ah i got more of the manual and i really really like the thing that remains the most fun about that game is looking in the manual and seeing. A biro scribble in the corner and trying to go, Jesus Christ, what the hell does this mean? And trying different things. There's, there's, there's a page that has got a picture of what looks like a page of the manual drawn under the water. And there's text, which is, again, mostly in the runic looking tunic language. Uh, the tunic runic mm. and it just the, the only english words in there are 60 seconds and i'm like what do i have to do in the water for 60 seconds and i i, I find that kind of thing very fun i'm enjoying die. that yeah. we expect <laughs> yeah.
0: you to die mr bond
1: yeah i i've not died in the water yet i've died many many times on the uh bosses who i am increasingly of the opinion can absolutely do one. Uh, it, they are, so far, for me, the least fun thing about Tunic is reaching that roadblock. And I know, I know that I can um, I can always turn off. Rob, um, do it. Do it. Yeah. Do
0: invincibility, just do it. It's,
1: it's like very, very tempting. Is. It's very tempting. It's. I always... I get to a stage where I'm going, oh, I just want to skip this boss. And then I go into the menu, and then I go into accessibility features, and I go... But I'll feel really great if I destroy this boss, and then I'll. Will I just you
0: get- though? Because here's the thing for me, and I, can, and, you know, I'm not in your brain, so I no. can't talk speak for you. Whenever I have a friction in a game that I'm not having a good time with, like, listen, like there are things about there, are, there are frictions that are good, like feeling a little bit, slightly out of control in Tetris, like that's yeah. friction. But like, it's kind of, that's what you're, you're there for. Um, whenever I'm feeling bad friction in a game, and I can just crank it down to easy and then I'm like, oh that thing that I hate is no longer there I feel great i I am I feel like at least the way that my brain is set up is that when the thing that is frustrating me is taken away I'm like it's awesome I love I love this this thing that was pissing me off is no longer <laughs> pissing me off and I feel great about it. I don't. I don't know if that's how you experience the world, but that is definitely how I experience the world.
1: Uh, it's. It's not. It's not. It's not how my mind works. But right now, I wish it was <laughs> because I. Yeah, I'm just not having fun with those bosses at the moment. But otherwise, having a lovely old time with Tunic. But it is a shame because because so much of what is central to the appeal of Tunic is. Uh, scouring around scavenging and discovering and feeling like you don't quite know what's going on but the joy of piecing those things together it does feel ashamed to have roadblocks that are nothing to do with that um but yeah i will i will at some stage either destroy those bosses or get over myself <laughs> um, but I, I look forward to finding out which one it is and because you, you like you know that
0: there's like lots of things in game like m- most games are are have lots of systems in them like in in 2022 if you release a game there's a good chance that that game has lots of systems that has multiple systems and like there's a good chance that like any given person is not going to to like vibe with every single system in the video game. And so, like, being able to just be like, you know what? I like most of this game. I like most of the ways that you interact with this game, but fuck this thing. Um, and then being able to turn that off is fucking good as hell. Yeah, maybe. I, I
1: probably do just need to get over myself, don't
0: I? Well, because it's like, I think about, like, lockpicking minigames. Like, I, I, th- I think one is, please never put a lockpicking minigame please <laughs> never like you know what in general I'm going to say err on the side of don't put a mini game into your video game. People probably aren't going to have a good time and you're going to say, "Oh, but shouldn't people be engaged instead of just pressing a button?" No, it's bad. Um I've never had a good Rob, have you ever had a good time in a mini game?
1: Uh I I like the lot picking
0: fucking hate it i fucking hate it i burn it down because all all it does is like waste my time in a thing that has nothing to do with like the thing that i'm actually after where it's like okay but how how good are you at holding the left stick and the right stick at specific (laughs) at specific distances i'm like but i'm not playing a game about left stick right stick i'm not that's
1: not what i'm here for i'm here to deploy an rpg so um the thing that really works for me about a lot picking minigame and i'm thinking particularly about the ones in uh Fallout uh where you've got the uh you've got a hairpin and you're holding it at a certain angle and you're trying to find the angle mm-hmm. that will be narrower on a tougher lock is the tactility of the via- of the um controller rumbling and the feeling of friction against it means that as soon as you find the hole that it just slides straight into i'm just like Oh, that feels so good in my hand. It's got a real, it's got a real, um, yeah, and a, a nice feeling to it. It feels, it feels good in the hand.
0: I feel like I couldn't be set up further from that. <laughs> yeah, it's I just know. like, I'm like, I let me into the door, and they're like, uh huh. But what if you did this for 15 seconds? And I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> let me into the door and also it's like it's it'll be weird and like because they'll be like oh some people aren't gonna be good at it so we have to make it so that you can just keep buying lockpicks and get it where it's like okay so you're literally just wasting my time where it's like the the lockpicks in most games not all games but most games are uh, not a it's not like a hard uh like cap where it's not like oh man this is a really strict resource how am I ever gonna get another lockpick usually can craft them or buy them on the cheap and so it's like this is literally just like a like a wheel spinning mechanism like this just like hey spend more time doing like in between the plot points
1: i think i've got a thing that i'm just i'm just trying to find the words to articulate now that i'm only just starting to focus on i think i just really like fucking up in video games (laughs) I like the bit where it's like, "Oh no, you're out of lockpicks. You can't do that door anymore." And I like that I'm playing a character who can no longer go through that door and has fucked himself over. I, 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 quite like that. You're, you're the, uh, you're the Far Cry Two of Robs. I guess so. I don't get the reference, but I'm gonna go with it with two thumbs up. The uh, it's a it's like kind of like a, the infamous
0: thing for like I don't know like post brainy sphere people where it's like it's a you see it's all about systems and the grenade rolls down the hill you you throw the grenade but the, the grenade f- continues falling because right, physics I see, yes. um and oh you know you're shooting but um your gun can jam um randomly and um also you have malaria so sometimes you're just <laughs> in the middle of a thing and you have an attack and you just pass out
1: yeah yeah i think i i'll, I'll go with the take i'm happy with that I so like, what i'm I hearing like- is
0: you're going to be playing far cry 2
1: by the end of the <laughs> <laughs> possibly i like a game that will punish me for fucking up
0: <laughs> well but here's the, the thing about it is like it isn't just like oh you fucked up it's like listen man the world is hostile like you're in a bad place you're in a bad you're like you're not in good shape the, your guns are gonna be fucked up. You're like, you're gonna have a bad time, um, is Far Cry 2. And that's why so many, like, p- post, post brainy sphere people are just like, it's great when games are bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun when games, um, aren't fun. I love that. <laughs> Which is why it's popular among those, that group is, is yeah. like, because it is not a pure, like, um, power fantasy, which is, you know, overly common in in popular video games. I think that is the reason why those people are so drawn to it. And, like, I am with them in as far as more games should be not about that one specific way to interact with things, which is like you rule, and this game is about how cool you are. Um, that yeah, there are or games can be so much more than that. But I do feel like what they land on, what what kind of like that demographic of people who write about video games land on is games should um, be my like uh, dominatrix, <laughs> and I'm just like, well, ga- what if what if you got rid of what if you got rid of combat entirely, man? Is where I land. <laughs> yeah have you uh, been playing anything other than tunic
1: yeah, not massively not not in terms of mm-hmm. in terms of video games i don't think have you been playing any music i've been playing a little bit of music i've been playing Sphinx. uh I, oh, snakes has stalled a little bit. I've not Boom. been so I've not been able to record as much because uh, my throat's still not quite at a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I've been I've been writing a little bit of the 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 one that I'm writing at the moment. This is not going to be its permanent title. Is called become crustacean. Hmm. Is
0: is this is this like a a carcinization thing where everything evolves into crabs?
1: I think that's what's in my head. Yes, I think we will all one day evolve into crabs. Uh, it's just, I, I, I don't, <coughs> I don't know, I was inspired by crabs. Yeah, uh, crabs are cool. Is, are, they're good, they're good guys.
0: Are there, are there, are there crabs around the British Isles? Or is it is that crab country? Yeah, we've got crabs. Okay, because, I mean, like, I, I mean, you're near water and that's where crabs are, but presumably there are some places that are near water that don't have crabs, I
1: assume. I don't know, I think, uh, I think the wildlife life naturally gravitates to Crabs. That's true.
0: At least crab-like things, things that are in the shape of crabs.
1: Yeah, the uh, the seagulls will uh, will fill the evolutionary niche. Uh, take them for the team if they have to.
0: Definitely. So, also, what I'm hearing is, it sounds like you need like a text to voice for snakes, and it needs to be like, pss, pss, pss. <laughs> <laughs> um, which. Is like the best uh, snake vocalization. Did I tell you I bought a guitar?
1: No, you didn't tell me you bought a guitar.
0: I bought an acoustic guitar. I, 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 so I, take, I own an electric bass and I own an electric guitar. They're in a closet. I don't want to. I don't want to deal with them. I don't want to think about them. But I did want to play some guitar, and so I just bought like a like a nice like yeoman, like nothing fancy, but like a good uh, Yamaha acoustic guitar. And I've been I've been playing some guitar lately. What have you been playing? Uh, a lot of scales because it turns out when you don't play for like a decade, um, so many of the things. So one, your uh, all of your your calluses go away. Yes, and, and that's bad. But then also like some of the dexterity goes bad. So I've been playing a fuckload of like. Here's a regular chromatic scale, and here's, like, doing blue scales up and down the neck, and becoming much more um, dexterous about going in between the strings, which is, like, a th- I think is fundamentally the thing that I lost. Like, I still know, I still have, like, lots of patterns that are still in my brain, but... um in terms of like the dexterity to smoothly transition between strings on my left hand, yeah. has been uh, significantly
1: um, you know decreased over time. It's hard. It's really hard. It's I always um, I, I I assume because I've only ever really done bass and I've never massively done guitar because there's a lot more leeway in bass. I've never been very good at playing a guitar. As soon as I pick one up, I'm like, Oh God, these little bastards are very close. Yeah, together. You fuck up all the time. But even so, I mean, I've not been, I've not had any reason to play bass outside of recording, mm. uh, since, since before the pandemic. Um, so while I will quite happily play the keyboard for a little while for recreation, or if I'm trying to write a song, or if I'm just want to practice, or if I want to uh, play, a, try and work out how to play a song that I've written and sing along with it so that I can play that live, like that. The keyboard gets a lot of outings, but I'm every time I pick up the bass these days, it's because I'm recording something, and I feel like every time I am, even with the relatively permissive uh, string density of a bass, still having that issue. Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: and you know, like, I've, like, I'll, I'll, I have, I, when I bought it, I I looked up, like, the initial, uh, chord progression for, for, um, for, uh, what the fuck is it called? What's the the meme song? Wonderwall. yeah. I looked up the meme, the, the, like, the initial chord progression for Wonderwall, and I did a video just for Slack, for funsies, for, for for lols. And to be fair, like, For the lols, you have to say, anyway, here's Wonderwall. And then you're really just playing, like, an E minor chord. You're just, like, banging around on an E minor chord. Um... And then whatever it eventually goes to like G or whatever. And then, but, but really, I filmed like 10 seconds of me banging on a e minor chord. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was nothing, nothing particular. I'm not, I'm not like making music or writing music. I was just like, uh, it's a thing that I had been thinking about for a long time. It's just like, I wish I just had an acoustic guitar to just like play, to pick up and play and was not, because like, I'm sure you know, but like when you have uh, electric instruments, it's a fucking ordeal to do anything. <laughs> You gotta plug things in. You gotta manage amps. I don't want to deal with an amp. You get an acoustic guitar, and it's just like that shit's ready to go whenever you're ready. That it, it is ready. Yeah,
1: yeah, Genuinely, just having no barrier to entry is so so valuable, and it's, it's it's amazing how big things that feel small, like plugging it into an amp, are. But yeah, it's just it's just a reason not to. It's a reason that you can't just pick it up and play, and that's a shame.
0: Yeah, I now I have to install the fucking because I got a little I got one of those like wall guitar hangers that you just oh yeah uh, and I need that because it will take up less room but I'm just now like ah, I have to drill into the wall and I have to find a stud <sighs> and so for right now it's just like it's like sitting on a chair like it just propped up on a chair um but I've had it for a while but I've been playing I've been playing some guitar it's it's good it's fun um my fingers still hurt
1: yeah that'll that'll happen
0: it's also nice because like when i played when i was a teenager you needed a lot of extra like specialty gear it was like okay you need a tuner and you need a metronome and you need blah 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 blah. and it's like so much of that is just like it's your phone your phone does that
1: yeah 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 like i i cannot believe the amount of stuff that is all on my phone now it's it's really good as i say tuners metronomes the whole shebang yeah, and um, so, you know, like, it's cool. I also, I, I think I talked about
0: this before, but um, when I, t- so I started on base and i played bass for a while and then i was like oh i'll also, I'll, I'll learn how to play guitar cuz like you know listen you know how to do a lot of stuff on bass it does it does transition to guitar it takes yes. additional practice but like the same concepts you're do- you're doing chords on a guitar in a way that you're not doing on a bass or you shouldn't be doing on a bass yeah. <laughs> um and like that's cool but like i was like i'll i'll do some guitar stuff and um i i because i played bass i wanted to be able to play anything kind of like anywhere on the neck Mm -hmm. so like i wanted to if i'm like gonna learn a song i want to be able to not just play it on like the open strings like where like you're doing the like the chords at the very top because they're easy i was like no i want to be able to do it anywhere on the neck i want to be able to move this around in whatever fucking key i want um because i'm like i'm a i'm a bassist I'm not used to like, oh, worrying about the open strings, but Rob, (laughs) there is a reason why people learn to play songs on the open strings. Like using like the, like, hey, I'm going to play them near the top or or the bottom of the neck Um, because then you can just like, you're just doing like a handful of uh, motions all the, way, all the way towards the far end of the neck. Um, it's because it's way easier. It's so much easier when you do that.
1: Yeah, on, on the very occasional times that I have picked up a guitar, occasionally to try and record, those recordings have long been purged, um, any time that I would have to do an F chord, I was just like, I won't be doing that. <laughs> I will be bit shifting up an E chord.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it is.
0: Mm. And also, it, it's... <sighs> Music is also one of those things that is um kind of like, so there's so much to it in kind of like any direction you want to go in, and that it feels overwhelming to do anything where it's like, Can I read music? Well, like, well, I can read it in the way that, like, somebody who, like, I could, I could decipher music. Yes. I I can't read it. Like, I'm not fluent in reading. I could work through and step through and be like, all right, well, that's an E. So that's an E. That means this is a B. And like, I can do that, but I can't do that well. And like, then you get into like, not just, okay, well, here's how you describe it, but then here's like the actual theory behind it. And here is like the eight different ways in which you can do this thing. Uh, and then it's just like, ah, oh, this is not, I'm not having a good
1: time. This is, this is schoolwork. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I, I've once, exactly once learned a song by uh, going through every chord and looking, uh, at the sheet music and going, okay, so that is, that's an e flat and that's a g and that's I'm an... <laughs> never again.
0: Yeah, and like listen, th- there are reasons why that's useful and especially if like you need to be able to show up to a gig and just be able like okay, here's here's the thing you're playing. If you if you're a like a gig musician and that's how you make money, then yeah, you you should definitely know how to do that. Um but I'm not, so I'm probably not going to go super deep into Theory, like theory, is one of those things where it's like it's fun in like a pop science kind of way, and that like uh, I'll get some video essays about like here's this wild thing about music theory, and I'm like yeah, all right, but then it's like okay, Grant, apply that to music, and I'm like Mm-mm, no, no, that's not for me. I'm having a good, t- I'm having a fun time over here. I'm gonna be practicing my scales. I'm not gonna be applying your fucking weird music theory shit.
1: Yeah, I'm very conscious that whenever I do learn a little music theory trick, I will go, Oh, that's very interesting. I'm going to try and implement that in a song. And then it becomes the only trick I use for about the next three songs. Hmm, uh, e diminished. Hmm. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna use E diminished everywhere. Yeah. Enjoy. Um and I always think I should probably learn more music theory. And then the cycle will repeat when maybe I stumble upon a cool YouTube video and it's like, how oh, this song makes you feel... Da, 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 da. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. right, I'll find... I'll find I'd, I'd I'd like to make a song that makes me feel... Da, 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 da.
0: Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I definitely also, as I'm not somebody who... Um, so I don't write poetry, really. And so like so that means like song lyrics are kind of out the window. And also, like I don't really have a like a strong interest in making in writing music but like you know playing stuff also i do like the having the ability to like to vamp kind of like wherever i want i like i like the ability to be like yeah all right like i'm you're within this chord i'm gonna play i'm gonna do i'm like oh here's some, i'm gonna do some blues shit in e here you go here's some blues shit um you know being able to do that a little bit is is neat. I like being able to do it. I'm not good. I'm not going to blow anyone's mind. But, you know, being able to, like, oh, I'm going to solo. Just, like, tell me the key and I'm going to solo in it. And I'm just going to, like, dick around with, like, a blues scale.
1: It's pretty good. It's fun. Yeah, I I remember a... There was a particular, like, I could probably narrow it down to a day if I had written it down, but where I suddenly realized, oh, I don't have to think about what chord I'm playing in anymore. I will just press the buttons on the keyboard. And then if I just instinctively know the handshake just sunk in. And that feels amazing. That feels really good.
0: Yeah, definitely. And like that, what that, what that needs from you is, um, spending a lot of time doing it. Yeah, and, um, a lot of but, time
1: not being good at that.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, and which is, like, fine. Like, that's good. And, like, it is good that, like, listen, if you spend enough time with it, almost certainly just about anybody can do it. Like, I mean, obviously, like, there are thresholds of, like, how much, like, specific dexterity you have in very specific ways and that some people can't do that, absolutely. But, like, in terms of it is, like, a lot of it is just grinding it out. Is just, like... Listen, dude, you do these things, you practice these things, and then eventually it will just become second nature. And that's, I mean, it's nice that that exists, but also it sucks. <laughs> it's, it's nice that it, you can get there, but the process of getting there is not the cool, fun, thing that your brain is like yeah guitar that's fun I like playing guitar and then it's like oh yeah do you like doing this thing one thing over and over and over and fucking it up a hundred times in a row
1: is uh, always <laughs> uh
0: no it's not fun that's part that part is not fun and your brain's like stupid guitar will put you down I'm having a bad time <laughs> um, yeah I uh, so I bought I bought Borderlands 3 we're gonna play some Borderlands 3 Still have not figured out. I think I think it's probably because we're we're gonna we're gonna be recording kind of like normally until you until you leave for vacation. Yeah, and then we kind of have to figure out some schedule stuff.
1: Um, bought Borderlands Three, Rob, you you have Borderlands Three, right? I do, kind of. Yes. What does kind of mean? Uh, it means I've got it for the PS4. Which, okay. Oh,
0: yeah. but you don't. Do you have? You, mm. you don't have
1: uh online on ps4 do you uh i can get online on ps4 um okay. but i don't know if ps4 has crossplay yet so i don't know if that's used so
0: i to have it yet. on ps5 okay um, okay so those can play so that's that part is fine i think like it is the crossplay because i assumed you had it on xbox uh
1: no no i do not um so i have placed it, but also you have like a controller issue right I've got, yeah, I've got a small controller issue on there, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm basically going to just keep my eyes peeled for sales because I Feel like I could be wrong. This feels like one that I might want to play on PC. Weirdly, really? Yeah, I think particularly if we're going to do it cooperatively, I don't want to be hogging the living room. So having that on the PC would be quite useful for me. oh uh, that makes sense
0: because, like, usually it's like if it's on a PC, that's like the de- the death nail, right? Is like you're, you're not going to play it?
1: Yeah, it's it's very situational. There are there are <laughs> there are times when it is a death nail. It's like with bug snacks because because I did want to play that collaboratively with Laura um it ended up being there was never a time that we both wanted to sit in my little office area together uh the one time we did we had a lovely old time uh but yeah uh whereas I think I think I think uh yeah I'm going to keep an eye out on the on the PC sales for for all BL3 so uh,
0: once that's done like cuz it's also like they're like hey B- B- PlayStation cross uh play ready to go soon cuz whatever sony was shitty about it up until recently. Yes. Um so we're going to get that working when when that when when rob when rob figures out whenever he can get the game and it becomes cross playable, we're going to we're going to do a playthrough of it. Um I did start it cuz I'm like I want to I want to familiarize myself with it and pfft, uh, it, it is funny, Jared was like, dude, it's terrible, you're gonna have a bad time, and I'm like, listen, man, I already don't like the writing <laughs> over Borderlands. <laughs> like, oh, I'm gonna have a worse, what, is it gonna be worse writing? I don't believe you. Like, it's, I already don't like that part. But here's the thing, that's what, that's what c- co-op does, right? Is that, like, I'm listening to Rob, and Rob's way funnier than any joke that's ever been in a Borderlands. Why, thank you. Um, So, like... That it does away with all that. And fundamentally the part where you like you move around and you do stuff and you shoot is good. Um so I have a few things that are not the writing because it does start you off with you like, Hey, here's the fucking character you hate. <laughs> it's Club Trout, your favorite. Um but so I, I I usually play the caster, I don't remember what they're called, was the lady lady casters. Uh sirens. Sirens. I usually play a siren, uh when I have played Borderlands in the past. And I was like, I'm gonna switch it up, I'm gonna do something new. And so I play I'm playing a uh Beastmaster, which is a pet class. Oh yeah. And uh I think it's pretty cool. Um I like pet classes. They're they're neat.
1: Yeah, and I like I like the range of pets. I like that they've got you can I think there's about three different pets you can have, which I like.
0: What do you what what class do you have? Do you have like a go to. Here's what you usually do in a Borderlands.
1: Not really. I. It's certainly in Borderlands Two. I played through with most of the classes from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, some of them multiple times I do. I really liked the the who was the, uh, the 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 pet class in mm. Borderlands Two. She was good, um, but I fundamentally the thing that i like is uh the, the being able to be, come up with weird synergies which i thought the psycho did very very well in uh bloodlands 2 as well um so i don't know whoever's got the weirdest powers i guess is the one that i'll probably have the most fun with
0: <laughs> that does make also make things easier if you're playing on pc figuring out voice chat is way easier than i was because i'm like what is he gonna he's gonna have to like be on his phone or something is how i was thinking about if we're going to record us talking while we're playing I was thinking about the logistics, but you being by your PC, it's like, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, um, that doesn't make sense. So we're g- whatever when when you c- you come back, you you know you're gonna go well, on vacation then sometime middle late May, whatever, and do that. And when you come back, we're gonna work out some calendar stuff about what that looks like. Um, Borderlands, um, uh, driving. It turns I hate I hate the driving in Borderlands. It's, I don't know if it's new, if it's different in three than it is in two, but I really hate it. You don't control. Yeah. You don't control the the left and right on, by on the left stick. You control it with the camera. So you have to pan your camera to the right, and so like not look at where you're driving to get the the the, the thing to
1: dr- to move to the right. Yeah, that's that sounds familiar.
0: Um, that sucks. What are they doing?
1: <laughs> yeah, totally, totally sucks. It's. Uh- <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm so used to it now that I can't remember not being used to it. But I do remember, Oh, uh, I can't remember how it felt not to be used to it. But I do remember that it felt bad. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I'm like, oh, mm. I'm like, maybe I should just take more time and walk there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it is. Uh, you know, listen, you, 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 you go to an arena and you shoot stuff. That's pretty good, and you level up. Um, I do. Hmm. one of the things now tell me if this is a thing that draws you to Borderlands or one of the things you like about Borderlands is that they pitch it around like like eight gajillion guns Uh,
1: no not remotely I think what I like is because ultimately it doesn't feel like there are eight gajillion guns you can get some of the here's a
0: bunch of trash
1: yeah basically it's so I like the the gun I I like the um feeling of finding a gun and going, Oh oh this one's going to work really well with these particular powers that I've got. Um but I like I like that there's a dice roll. I think of it as like one dice roll among maybe a hundred models as opposed to being like oh, there's thousands and thousands.
0: And the the wild shit where like the gun that shoots guns seems to be like here's we did like two novelty things and that's about it yeah
1: yeah 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 um again it's the stuff that i really enjoy is so there there's a gun in uh in borderlands 2 or a gun manufacturer called td which uh instead of reloading the guns um you just throw them um (laughs) and whatever ammo is in there will increase the explosion when it lands um and it's it's quite a funny little thematic thing being like oh these are the cheapest shit guns that are from like the walmart equivalent in the borderlands universe you just throw them away into districts and you are no biggie incredibly wasteful quite funny uh but when you start getting into oh and my character has got grenade damage and these count as grenades so actually i'm not going to use my guns at all i'm just going to throw four perfectly good guns at enemies for absolutely no reason that becomes very very fun and it's, it's surprising how often so the sheer quantity of gimmicks means that something is going to be weirdly situational quite use quite situationally quite useful with one weird build that you've got and that stuff i find really really fun
0: and I do like the way it looks. I, I, I think that like having this like stark cell shaded thing is cool and weirdly doesn't seem like all that many things have copied it. Like there are, there are definitely things that are like not, not Borderlands. Like we talked about Weird West where it's like, yeah, kind of a little bit. It's, it does have like a little bit of that cell shading stuff, but it's not like, it's not like they are like copying and pasting the art style of Borderlands.
1: Yeah. I, um, I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't quite remember where I saw it, but it, within the last couple of days, I saw. I happened upon some picture on the internet. Someone was cosplaying some character, and they were clearly a Borderlands character who I had not seen before. Uh, but it was immediately obvious that because that's the, sort of with the with the drawn-on style, you just go, "Oh, that's obviously they're obviously doing the Borderlands thing there." Um, yeah, it's very, very. It's a very yeah effective and. Yeah, as you say, weirdly, strangely, still quite distinctive, that style.
0: And it is funny, because, like, you think, like, I I, I can remember back when, like, they announced Borderlands, and and it was, like, when they first showed it, it's, like, here's this super generic-looking thing, and then at a later point, they're, like, hey, we rebooted the way it looks, and it now looks like Borderlands looks. It's, like, oh, wow! Turns out, when you actually have, like, hey, let's have an aesthetic in mind, it really, really levels up, like, what you're doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is absolutely nuts going back to that original trailer and going they really... It, it it doesn't look like the same game. It doesn't look like they figured it out at all.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like dude simulator. It's like, alright, well, there's guys and you have a gun and you shoot the guys. Yeah. Which, yeah, you know, exactly. is not, not Borderlands, but... <laughs> True. Um... So the other the other thing that I found interesting, and I, I don't I don't think that this is necessarily bad, but it is it is a thing that I have to like think about, is that they just at least in this and I don't necessarily remember it being this bad in Borderlands 2, is there's so many chests and they're just junk chests. Like there's like a a billion of them in every place. And that my brain, my gamer brain, my hashtag gamer brain is like open up the chests. But I'm like, this, it's gonna be garbage every time. they just gonna, its just going to be garbage. And like, you have full ammo, you have full health. This is just going to be the dog shit. Don't bother opening it. And I'm like, but there's so many green lights.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, there's a lot of it. You do, you do quickly get over it, or maybe slowly get over it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, just
0: move forward. And it's like, but there—you just press the button, and it opens the chest. Opening the chest should is like the whole point of the game. Yeah. Um, but they're bad. If it's a green chest and you have full ammo and full health, it's bad. You're going to have a bad time.
1: <laughs> no point.
0: Um, no point in doing it. Um, but yeah, it's it's good. I'm like, mechanically, I have always thought that those games played well. So like, yes. yeah, I'm going in and I'm doing it and I'm like, yep, this is good. Like a moment to moment. I am having a good time and I'm sure if it is us together and then also you have the ability like when people die. Uh, you can just, like, resurrect them or whatever. So, like, I'm sure that makes it even smoother and even better way to play
1: yes 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 it absolutely came alive uh when i've been playing it co-op which is why it's been such a thorn in my side that i've not been able to play it co-op so yeah really looking forward to it
0: yeah it is interesting because like you you have like a bunch of negative baggage around borderlands 3 and it being kind yes. of like a disappointment but then also i would imagine it would be like yeah but there's this whole other borderlands game that you haven't played and it's just like waiting
1: for you yeah it's it's frustrating like i, I know that, i know that people say that the uh the character stuff and the story stuff is... Uh, probably at its lowest mm. in this particular game, but I am still curious as to what happens next. Like I played, I played the story of those two games a lot, and whether it was that uh, like Borderlands 2 and Borderlands pre sequel, whether it was Stockholm Syndrome, or just generally me liking what they were putting down. Um, I think probably a little bit of both.
0: Yeah, it's probably both. I, I, if I had to guess, it's like you're probably predisposed to like some of it, and then the other parts of it that you maybe wouldn't like. It's like well, Rob, this is your eighth time playing.
1: Yeah, your, I'm not. Brain is going to tell you to like it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I do, I do care on an abstract level about what happens next, and it's been weird not knowing what happens next. For when did that game come out? Was it twenty nineteen?
0: I want to say may, maybe. I'll look it up. But I want to say maybe it was
1: even twenty eighteen. Jesus. Yeah. So either way, best part of a decade. Uh, not, not a decade. Best part of half a decade. Yeah. Uh, um it came out okay it did come out in 2019 okay well that's still yeah two and a half years so yeah quarter of a decade and i've just been like i don't know what happens maybe it's maybe it's maybe it would be something that i'd be very interested in but
0: uh yeah it is tough especially like i the the 2015 being seven years ago is really fucking me up because like that is like the threshold in which time warped for me in which like at that point, time became like nothing. Uh, my, my perception of time completely faded away. And so it's like, Hey, Grant, that thing, like, hey. Uh, check this out. Near Altamina came out. It it came out seven years ago. And I was like, ah, no, God, don't say that. Don't say those words in a row.
1: Yeah, no, hate that.
0: Yeah, it's terrible. My mortality, my my precious time on Earth. Yeah. Stolen from me by fascists. It sucks.
1: They're, they're blighters, all right.
0: Um, uh, so more about three. I am very curious as to what the experience will be like, um co-oping with you uh, yeah it'll be it'll be it'll definitely be an experience one way or the other
1: I mean like How bad nothing can it else be? it's yeah it's, it's the right vehicle for a co-op game
0: yeah yep definitely um, and you know like listen even if we end up like oh here's the fourth time we've taken on this <laughs> Which I guess which we can invite happen? people in right if it's like well shit <laughs> what <are laughs>
1: yeah, we, yeah
0: what are we gonna do about this thing um There's also two different, yeah, there's also two different, uh, co-op modes. Do you have Um, thoughts? Because, like, one of them is instance loot. So it's instance loot. So it's, you know, you get, you can pick up whatever you want and not worry about taking somebody else's shit. And, um, what was the other thing that it does? Oh, it scales your level. So you could be, you know, level 50 and walk into somebody else's game who's level three and you're basically going to be level to them. Um, and then oh. the other the other one is like this is like this is Borderlands classic, and that one it doesn't instance of the loot, so everybody it's a shared loot pool. So if you walk up and take someone's shit, it's like that that's my shit. <laughs> um, and. Does, it doesn't scale level. So if you're level fifty and they're level five, and you come into their
1: game, you're going to be able to just
0: fucking wreck shop.
1: Hmm. So I just, I don't think the level thing is going to make too much of a difference because I imagine we'll be pretty close to the same yeah, level. Yeah, we'll, so be, we'll be
0: we'll be. I'll probably. Pro- I mean, I wanted to I wanted to familiarize myself, but I imagine I'll probably spin up a new character when we start.
1: Yeah, yeah. In terms of instance loot versus uh, communal loot. I do enjoy the thing in a Borderlands game of going, "Oh, this sniper is not good for me, but I think it might be good for you. Do you mm-hmm. want this one?" That I I like? I, I I quite enjoy the uh, the bit where you are tossing and turning over which yeah. ones go to which person. I think that's part of it, but it's not. I, I don't feel strongly enough that it's part of it. That if you it makes sense. Completely-
0: I think it makes sense to play it that way when you are playing with friends. Yeah. And then it makes sense to do the instance when you're playing with randos because you don't want some rando asshole stealing your good loot. Yes, yes, absolutely the case, yes. Um that makes like if they had branded it as like here's friend mode and here's rando
1: mode. Stranger mode, yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: It would make it would make more sense to me.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think that's a good way of looking at it.
0: Yeah. Um, so Portland, I'm excited about about seeing where that goes. Um, <laughs> the other thing that I've been playing is a game that came out about ten years ago. I think I think it came out in 2012 on computers. Um, and it just came out on Switch. They just ported it to Switch like last month, and it's called Primordia. And it is a point and click adventure game. It is published by Jedi, the people who made Blackwell. Um. And a bunch of other <laughs> point and click adventure games, but this is a kind of a, a, a st- different studio development studio who made it and is just published through, through, um, Watch at And it is a kind of like cyberpunky, kind of post apocalyptic, but the, the kind of the, 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 like the log line, the, the core premise of it is this is, you are playing around with ro- your robots and these are all robots people and like the main character is uh, subscribes to the religion of like, like the book of man, and where humans are the that robot's deity, and like humans don't exist anymore. I see. But humans are like the originator of. It's a bit like neuro automata. Exactly, I'm like that sounds like neuro automata, and so the, so like the the premise is like that's near that's like near automata, and I'm like that's awesome. And then also I was listening to a um. Waypoint had a podcast which uh, featured Cameron Kunsel- Kunselman, um, who was, who reviewed it for them. Uh, he also has a range touch podcasts and, and shows, Rangetouch.com. Um, and he was talking about how Norco reminded him so much, um, when it was initially shown off, reminded him so much of Primordia. And I was like, okay, listen, it, hey, this Norco reminds me of Primordia and also, uh, near automata reminds me of primordia i'm like well listen those are those are some of my favorite games that have ever come out so i'm gonna fucking play some primordia um so i got it i downloaded it on switch and i've been playing it i'm not i've not like i'm not near being done but i've put in some time and uh I, i'm having a pretty good time i <laughs> i also looked up like what reviews had to say and it's just one of the reasons why you have to like <sighs> take everything when when reviews come out from outlets uh like mainstream outlets and uh like review aggregators like you go and you look at them and it's like oh, the pixelated art style really detracts from it and I'm like no nope the like the art style is what makes the like is what makes it like the the pixelated art style is what makes it if it was some super high res thing it wouldn't work at all for me and the fact that it is playing in the realm of like 1990s point-and-click adventure games is what makes it work so (laughs) it is just a reminder that um like review scores are like a nice way a a handy way to take the temperature of what mainstream outlets think but do not let that guide you like it is like it is a a useful thing but don't don't let don't take that as gospel because Uh, your your tastes will definitely diverge from the uh like general opinion (laughs) like tm um significantly kind of like no matter where you who you are like where it will diverge will be different but like listen don't don't take numbers to as like hey here's here is if this game is good or not that is not how it works like i remember uh mafia 3 i remember really really liking mafia 3 and that i think that got like a meta score of like 62 (laughs)
1: right yeah um, i have i have just today incidentally um on board game geek which is like the the main board game website um i have gone through and blocked all scores like community scores with you block yep. origin because it's usually the biggest thing that you see on a games page when you open it and if i've just enjoyed a game and it says Wow, ah, 6.2 out of 10 i'm like i don't give a fuck how like the the number is basically how close is it to gloomhaven and yeah, yeah I don't need to see that. I'm not interested. So,
0: yeah, community ratings are also like, if it's a pro- if it's a product, like yeah, okay, like I c- the, the, if you're if you're trying to to buy the best adhesive, yeah, getting com- like a here here's what the community thinks about. Here's what people who bought this thought about it. It's like yeah, okay, that's useful. When it comes to something like a piece of media, I find community scores. Um terrible. Just the worst.
1: Yeah, nigh worthless.
0: And like I it sometimes reflects like, oh, there's technical problems, but it's like, I can get that without the scores.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I I'd rather if I really want to know what other people's opinions are, I will read reviews from users and stuff like that, and I'll try and work out if they broadly fit with the things that will bother me or go against the things that will bother me. Um it's in terms of a number which is going to be usually between 6.9 and 7.7 yep. um and the gradations being it's easy and good or it's difficult and good which gets the highest score because of the demographic of the website i'm just yep. like i i don't need this
0: yep 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 and like so for example like l- like taking metacritic or open critic or something like that and being like okay Listen. What are the games that that scored really well? That that you know they they got a decent amount of reviews, not just like hey this got four reviews and oh it has a perfect score. Like, All right, well fuck off. That's not useful. <laughs> but like okay, this was reviewed by a lot of people and this was scored really highly. That like from an anthropological perspective is useful. Like it's it is a useful thing to be like at this time. This kind of game was thought of as, like, a good game. Like, Mm -hmm. Elden Ring in 2022, if you are looking back at it in 50 years, assuming that (laughs) humans exist in 50 years, um, you'd be like, okay, yeah, this was the kind of game that, like, reviewers, that, like, the, like, the media, the mainstream outlets thought was a good game in 2022. That is like a worthwhile thing. And I think that that's some of the things where like with people who are a- a- anti score that I like, I'm largely in favor of, like scores don't tell you enough to be super useful. But I do like them in that particular way of like, tell me when I like, I like knowing having this, this like artifact of this is what people in like in. Outlets. This is what outlets thought at in this moment, and see how that changes over time. And also, like sometimes you see it like change it in like a year, and it's like, wow, I can't believe that I gave that so high. Like, like think about um, like uh, here, like the classic example is uh, Bioshock Infinite, which got like extremely high scores, and it's a game that I still like. Um, but it is now like broadly, the people who would be writing those outlets, if those people were re-reviewing it today. It would score like significantly lower than what it scored at the time. But like the fact that it scored that well at the time, like tells you about what the situation is like on the ground at that in that moment. And I think that's that is a worthwhile thing to have.
1: Yeah, I am to be absolutely clear, very pro data. I think yeah. data is interesting. Data is good. Collect as much of it as you can. Yep. Uh I do not want to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is is not relevant to when I am trying to like I, I I'll make up my own mind. I don't I don't I don't particularly need particularly not as as skewed demographic as almost every website will always be uh just by nature of the way that people divide into using different websites for different things yep
0: and like th- frankly i feel like there's no perfect way to tell to like uh, to tell if you're going to like a game just by like okay i'm going to read like reviews from like these four people that i kind of like have a good idea of what kind of games they like because i think about reviewers and like oh I really like I share a, a, a love of point and click adventure games with this person and then they're like oh also I play MOBAs every night and it's like what the fuck (laughs) <laughs> like that's what are you do- like there isn't there isn't somebody who is reviewing games that is going to have an identical taste to you so like you really have to do some significant triangulating
1: yeah yeah i always i always think that a good reviewer is one who doesn't share the same taste as me but who i understand where my taste is relative to them yep. and how i understand when they say something that i will enjoy too and when i when they say something that works for them but actually i'm not that interested
0: yeah, definitely. Or it's like, "Hey, I am somebody who is reviewing like this Evil Online patch," <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, well, I am never going to play Eve Online, and this is like the eight thousandth patch to Eve Online." But I'm like, "All right, what do you have to say? Tell me what you have to say about Evil Online, buddy." I guess Um it's sometimes worthwhile. So, um, bug snacks. It, the Isle, the Isle of Big Snacks, and yes. uh, is is out as of today as we're recording it, and it's also out on Switch and uh, Steam uh, and Xbox, and it is on Game Pass as well and uh apparently even the switch version is pretty good at least that is the that is the initial reportings that the switch version is not a uh, a problem which sometimes it is sometimes like there it's it's totally fine um when you they port games to switch I would imagine if you know if you asked me, "Hey Grant, could they make a a decent bug snacks on Switch?" I would say, "Yeah, probably." If you had the right resources, you could do that. So it is good to hear that it is not um, a mess, which some <laughs> Switch ports definitely are. Always good news. So do you do you think that this is going to be a
1: game that you're going to revisit? I think so. Yes, I think it'll probably be on the um, Xbox. Yeah, because I have Game Pass, and this yep. is included with Game Pass. Um, but yeah, I feel like all signs are pointing towards revisiting it because it's it's bug snacks. Yeah. You like bug I, snacks? It's a it's
0: so not only is it incredibly charming, but like, and I've said this before, but like, good lord, I, I, you know, I expected to be charmed and then be like, oh, maybe this isn't like the best, uh, you know, experience. Like, like I think about Octodad, which is the game that they put out, Young Horses put out before, where it's just like, yeah, it's a very funny premise. Like it's a, it's very funny and like it's, it's, cheeky and, and having a good time but then like the part of the game where they're like yeah, yeah 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 yeah, but shit's on fire and you need to move this octopus man is like oh well this kind of sucks like, <laughs> this isn't great I'm not having the best time here but Buck Snacks was just kind of like from tip to tail just so joyous like what, what a joyous joyous game a, a game that is better than it has any fucking right being
1: <laughs> yeah I, I was watching a review of it earlier today and yeah, they they said pretty much the same thing as you, as you, which is just like, oh goodness, aren't the characters good? And the, just the dissonance of seeing the funny little muppet creatures and people going, I really care about the relationships between the little muppet creatures. It's like that's so weird and wonderful and good. that um, more more games like that, please.
0: Definitely yes. Where it's like, oh, like I I care. Like I I remember fi- having finished it when it came out, and then being like a week or two out and being like. Man, I really wish that I could go back to that game and see what like Chanlo was doing. Like, I wish that I wish that I could just go back and be like, "Hey, what's up? Like, what 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 have you been doing this past week?" But you know, obviously, the game was written; <laughs> it's not a thing you can do. But like, I I remember coming out of it really, really wishing that they're just like, I could go like hang out and check in with those characters every once in a while
1: that's so cool super cool
0: yep um so i'm I'm excited to play new content and you know what i might even replay some of it i might even replay like the initial content but um yeah it's, it's good and uh even if you're playing on switch so pretty much if you have any anything that can play a video game at this point <laughs> you're, you're likely able to play Bug Snacks. and uh if you do and if you have you know 15 bucks or whatever it costs uh you should do that you should play Bug Snacks. The other thing uh, that is not video game related is but i i have been listening to the latest album of red hot chili peppers that came out in the beginning of april and i've now listened to it like four or five times um and i have thought about it but before refresh me rob what is your relationship with the red hot chili peppers
1: fond but in the past so mm. i think when i was yeah so let's say i i would have been 12 in about 2002 mm. which is when by the way was coming out um mm. and i can't Stop was everywhere. Um, by the way, the title track was everywhere. And that album in particular was one of the first albums that I heard and thought, man, this is a good thing album. It's a good um, album. Yeah, it's a really good album. I still I still like that album. I don't listen to it very much, but uh, maybe, maybe I should. Um, since then um i remember being excited for stadium arcadium to come out um and i remember hearing like some of the songs and being like oh they're, they're 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 fine but they didn't they didn't and it eventually entice me to buy the album at the time that buying the album was the way that i could to listen to the album and i just sort of never really got back on the on that particular horse uh, yeah. but i have i have very fond uh memories of the by the way album in particular and i could probably i could probably sing most of those ones off the top of my head but um, it's, it's very fixed to that particular era and a couple of the ones from before that it's like i've yeah, in and around the By the Way era. So
0: like Californication into By
1: the Way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. And, and a couple of the older songs as well. Um Give It Away is Hell good. Yeah. But it's is it's it's, it's it's more single based. Single singles up to by the way plus by the way. Yeah. Um so it is
0: interesting because by the way is Like, kind of, like, a marked difference in what their music is. You can say, like, maybe Californication is that break, but it's, like, before (laughs) – Anthony Kiedis mostly rapped before before Californication. Like, it was mostly, like, a punk, funk rap band. (laughs) And then, like – the, the, it, and it's one of those things that is like infinitely infuriating is cause you like Red Hot Chili Peppers as like a, a band that has been around forever, like, like, like almost literally 40 years. Um, and, and as such has like a big surface area. It, there's a lot of surface area for dunks and some of which are deserved and some of which I think are not deserved. Um, it's so like easily dunked upon which is like fine like they're a pop they're gonna be fine they're successful old white men. they're gonna be okay um but i think one of the criticisms that people put on them that is so wild to me is that all of their songs sound the same and i'm like your experience with the red hot chili peppers is so small if you think that because Uh, (laughs) the songs like you listen to a song from like 1988 and a song from 2022 and i'm like those songs don't sound anything alike
1: no no not remotely
0: um so that's a real it's a really weird criticism that i that i i I frequently see about the red hot chili peppers um I, i it's always one of those things where like people ask you what your favorite band is and i like i don't know it's the red hot chili peppers are the band that i have listened to the most and i like them a lot are they my favorite band <sighs> i don't know i don't know if i have a favorite band but if there, if you ask me what is the band that you have listened to and kind of have continued to listen to the most since you were a teenager it's definitely red hot chili peppers it's
1: it's the default answer to the question
0: yeah yeah kind of like there are other bands that i maybe even like have stronger feelings For, like, in moments or like, like, listen, you talk about, like, Nirvana and, like, the, the Nevermind. Like, Nevermind is, like, a near perfect album for me. Like, everything about that album is so fucking good. (laughs) Um, but Nirvana is not my favorite band. Like, I really, I really, really like lots of Nirvana and especially Nevermind, but, like, they're not my favorite band. Um, so anyway, I listened to this. So I don't know if you know this, but, um, John Freshante is back. He rejoined the band. So this is like, not the original four, but this is the canonical four. These are like, this, this is kind of like, these are the main ones. This is, this is the, 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 the folks who have made the hits. Um, be it like Mother's Milk and Blood Trigger Sex Magic, and then they did that run in the late nineties into the early aughts, so uh like Californication by the way Stadium Arcanium, and then uh John left to go do his avant-garde music shit for like mm-hmm. a decade. And uh then it came back and this is their first album together of like the kind of like the 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 main four um, together since Stadium Arcadium. And like the, the two albums they put out with Josh Klinghoffer, I'm like, I, I like tracks off of them, but I don't have particularly strong feelings in any way about those albums. Like they're fine. Like I don't, I don't hate them, but I don't feel strongly about them. Um, which is probably one of like, all right. Well, that is, is one of the reasons why you ended up with John coming back. Um. Mm-hmm. I so I I've listened to a lot to Unlimited Love. I and there are some songs that are just like I think just straight up bangers. Um mm-hmm. and I'll I'll call them out. Um first one is Poster Child fucking complete banger like that is when i initially listen to things i usually have a pretty muted response to like listening to an album the first time and i like i know that and i can like bake that into my expectations is that like things will grow on me over time um and that usually i don't have like a super strong response to saying to things the first time i hear them um but poster child is one of those things on the first listen i'm like yeah that one's a good one they hey they really they put their whole ass into that one that's a good that's a good song (laughs) um and the other one is uh, what you thinking is is another one that i really uh liked quite a bit um but it's not listen if there's one song you're gonna listen to you should listen to Poster your child it's, it's a good old it's a good ass red hot chili pepper song and i think the one that's i think the single they led with um is black summer which is fine it's like a very totally okay i don't like i don't have anything like particularly negative to say about it but i'm, I'm not it doesn't it doesn't make my heart sing um so overall i would say it's a pretty good album. Like I, if I, if you asked me grant, like what would you need from a new red hot chili pepper album? Like I would probably put together like a list of things and you would come up with an album that is like very similar to unlimited love. Um, and so I, I think that overall I'm, I'm pretty fucking positive on it. Like there's, One or two tracks that I'm not in love with, but, like, on a 17-track album, and there's, like, probably two that I don't really love, and then, you know, two or three that I really like, and then, like, the rest of them are... Like you know, solid B's, B's pluses. It's pretty good. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good thing for for an album. I don't know if that. I don't know if that's your opinion on on albums in general.
1: No, I think that's that's a very much my opinion on albums in general. And I, I think particularly when it is a an album from a band that's been going for, as you say, coming up on forty years. Yeah, that's to be to be good at that stage is is punk in itself.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, but. It does have this one major flaw, and that is it didn't come out in time for me to be a teenager. (laughs) Yes. Um, because when I, when I listen to this, I'm like, yeah, this is good. I'm liking this. I'm going to continue to listen to this Red Hot Chili Pepper album. But it does not make me feel the same way that a song from Californication or By the Way or even like, like songs from like Blood Sugar Sex Magic. That I listen to, like, oh my god, like, dude, I have such, I have so many visual memories of playing Fantasy Star Online and just listening to, like, Mother's Milk and Blood Sugar Sex Magic on, kind of like, you just put it on repeat, because it's still I was still using discs, so it's like, yeah, just fucking put this in my stereo and just fucking play that album over and over again, which is a thing <laughs> that people did, um, when they had physical objects that held their, their songs on them, um, and so I have all these <clears throat> like very, very good and like nostalgic feelings attached to those songs. So even the songs that are aren't like, you know, it's not like every single song on all of those albums are bangers. It's not. It's not the case. But like even those songs that I don't like really, really love, I still have like all this positive nostalgic feelings for and that you just don't get for a thing that came out when you're an adult. And like, listen, like probably five years from now I'm gonna have some amount of like some level of nostalgia for, you know, an album that came out in 2022, but it's never it's never going to be the same as like something that you listen to a lot when you were a teenager.
1: Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? I'm trying to think what albums do I have anything like that for. I think some of the albums that I was listening to while I was in New Zealand, I've got a little bit of that for. Um but yeah, it is very different. It's a very different it's a very different kind of nostalgia. It's still cool, but
0: Yeah, it's good like you know, like listen, I'm not it isn't like, oh man, they've they've really gone downhill It's like, no, this they're still putting out pretty good, like, yeah, but I listen to this and then like I'm having a good time. But man, you know, if you if you had uh time traveled this back into like the late nineties, early aughts, that would be a whole different thing. I would probably feel way stronger about this album. (laughs)
1: What I will say is I do tend to feel, and possibly not not quite more so, but with albums that are coming out now from bands that I didn't listen to as a teenager, I am generally a lot more intensely into them and generally a lot more like... Uh, there's an album that i'm listening to at the moment which is called Gusabe, which is by a band called zutomeo and i am basically just listening to that every day and it's it's great it's really good um in, in a way that even um yeah there are a lot um, dream theater <clears throat> Put out an album that I I believe I I did a piece uh, a piece on uh, I did a section on the podcast. You on, spoke uh, your piece on. Night. Yeah 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 yeah. I see. It. And that's that's I'll i listen to the songs off it now and then. But it's not it's not got the same. But it, it it feels it feels like a less like even though I like that album it feels like the diminishing nostalgia that you mentioned. Um, whereas I'm finding that with bands that are new to me, I, 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 it's, it feels a lot stronger. Uh, I, I, yeah, it makes I sense guess.
0: because it's like, it, it, it is like, it at least has like the novelty aspect where like nothing about the, like unlimited love is novel.
1: Like yeah.
0: It, there's, there is no novelty there, which is not to say that it, like it's bad. It's not to say that like they have not improved or changed. And like, Listen. You can like hear like different influences, and especially like the solos are really where it shows. Um, but like, it's not like it's it's not like there's nothing new. But it's not novel in the same way as listening to a new artist.
1: Yeah, it's it's sort of expanding outwards as opposed to expanding forwards. I guess. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Or, or going or going deeper instead of like going broader. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So yeah, it is. It is weird. It is weird to have like a a. What fe- what feels muted, like a a muted response to it, even though like you ask me about it, I'm like, no, it's good. Like having a good time. Don't want to listen to like two of these songs all that much. Like and not even like I hate them, but it's like, no, those aren't going on the playlist.
1: <laughs> yeah, this this genuinely sounds uncannily like my reaction to the Dream Theater album. It's Much the same two songs that I didn't like off that, the rest of it. I'm just like, that is, those are good additions of the canon. They're just as good. They go toe-to-toe with all the songs that I really liked about them. But that's fine. They're they're a 40-year-old band. They're doing their thing. I'm glad they're doing their thing. I'm not obsessed with it like I used to be. It's, yeah, very, very much the same place. Yeah, I guess that's just what being an adult is like, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey, get ready to be mildly disappointed by everything you do.
1: Well... By every, by, I, I guess, I know you're, I know you're being, uh, facetious. Cheeky. Yeah, 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 but, um, uh, emphasis on things that, be prepared to go back to Wells that you went to as, a child and not have them quite feel the same way.
0: Oh yeah, definitely, and like, also, yeah. a, a thing, especially, I feel like somebody who grew up in roughly, like, who, let's say for people who are like millennials, or, or maybe Z-lineals too, um, is that we grew up in a very... We're almost running out of time, but I'll wrap this up. Um, grew up in a time where there is lots of things that, like, a highly referential to an older time period. So, like, the people who are making things are almost almost entirely referencing things from like, their childhood, which is not, you know, entirely dissimilar to the way things are, but it was a time period that wasn't as um, pro- proliferated as things were in art when we were growing up, where it's like, there was... You can make a reference to a TV show um, that came out in the 70s, you can make a reference to that in the 90s, and everybody who grew up then knows about it. You can't make a reference to a TV show to, like, some random TV show now, or when we were growing up, because it's like, well, people had 800 channels, or weren't watching TV at all, they were watching this other thing, um... So we have like this, uh, it, it is a, w- it is a weird time period, I would say, to, to have, to have like grown up and formed because it is kind of a transitional period of kind of the way things were for a while from like, let's say the 30s, 40s until the 90s. And then like, once you get into like the mid 2000s, things are very different in the way that media works.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very, very much so.
0: All righty. Rob. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me at uh, soundcloud.com forward slash Rob D. Webster. And listen to your uh, your <laughs> favorite songs, um, your cover of Poster Child and your cover of uh, What you Doing. I'm sorry, What You're Thinking is what it's called. Yes. Um, your, your your red hot chili pepper cover band uh, mildly hot chili peppers <laughs> yes uh, and if you want to see what I do head over to grantbrunner.com for the Weekly Roar I'm Grant Brunner
1: I'm Rob Webster
0: have a good one